The shipping industry is at the heart of global trade and economy, transporting around 90% of the world's goods. However, it's also a major source of pollution, with a sector emitting close to 1 billion tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions annually. It's for this reason shipping experts say next month's International Maritime Organization's Climate Summit is crucial for the sector to fully decarbonise, to end its reliance on fossil fuels. And as Caleb Fotheringham reports, Pacific nations are driving momentum to get shipping in line with global climate targets. 175 IMO member states will try to reach a historic agreement on shipping's climate ambition when it convenes in London from the 3rd to the 7th of July. The global regulator is expected to improve on its current goal to halve shipping emissions by 2050. Dr Peter Nuttall is a shipping advisor at the Micronesian Centre for Sustainable Transport. He says the London talks is the industry's last chance to align itself with the Paris Agreement goal and avoid dangerous climate change. Us and many, many other scientists around the world are calling the shipping's last chance to stay 1.5 degree compatible. Dr Nuttall says the industry needs to start the transition away from fossil fuels. The speed and scale of transition required is unprecedented in shipping's world history. Basically, it needs to transition from fossil fuel to non-emitting fuel pretty much within the next 15 years. The heavy lifting more needs to be done by 2040. He says Pacific Island states are leading the call for fast change. Who are now insisting on full decarbonisation by no later than 2050 with hard intermediate targets of 2030 and 2040. We're calling for an equitable transition, one that leaves no states behind. University College London shipping and energy expert Dr Tristan Smith says it's likely the IMO will agree to zero greenhouse emissions by 2050. But doing just that won't be adequate to remain aligned with the 1.5 degree goal unless it's backed with ambitious global cooperation and strong policy measures. Whether that's defined with an equitable transition or not isn't clear. Whether that's going to involve a 1.5 aligned transition, which would need much to be done this decade and in the 2030s, so quite steep reductions by 2040, that isn't clear. Pacific nations, including climate-vulnerable countries from Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, Latin America and the Middle East, have also expressed support for a carbon price on international shipping. One of the several proposals on the table is sponsored by the Marshall Islands and Solomon Islands asking for a greenhouse gas levy starting at US$100 for every tonne of carbon emitted. While the European Union also supports the idea of a levy as part of a basket of measures. Dr Smith says putting a price on emissions in the form of a tax would close the price gap between fossil fuels and clean alternatives. He also says a levy would make for a fairer fuel transition. If we just regulate in a technical way, we'd just end up driving an unequal and inequitable transition because only countries with economic means will be able to be technology participants and many countries will experience some negative impacts that there won't be anything that we can do. It's unlikely that a levy will be adopted in the July meeting and a future date is yet to be set to make a decision on it. But Dr Smith says the IMO is giving the right signals that an emissions tax will be accepted at some point.